guys, and welcome back to the She Thrives podcast. I know it's been a while since we last talked, so I'm really happy to be back here with all of you guys. And I've been in college for a few weeks now, and I've already, I feel like, experienced the whole roller coaster of emotions, so that's great. <laughs> um, but the first week of college, I'm not going to sugarcoat it, I actually cried every single night for the first week just because I felt so alone, so out of place, and just like I had nobody here. And while that's really unfortunate, and while, believe me, I did not enjoy feeling that way, I actually, looking back now, I'm really thankful for that because it gave me a lot of time alone at night to be able to open up with the Lord in a way that I haven't really been able to in a while. And all of the nights that I had alone in my dorm allowed me to really read my Bible, like really read my Bible, to really worship the Lord, and just to sit and wait for His voice. And let me tell you, all of that waiting, all of that crying was definitely not done in vain. And all throughout my life, I've been a really big goal setter. So I had this free time because I was alone, and I said, okay, you know what? We're going to use this wisely, and let's set some goals. So I was trying to think of things that I wanted to accomplish in the semester, not like typical, like get good grades, all that stuff, but spiritual things that I really wanted to accomplish. I needed a verse. I needed a motto, something that every morning I will wake up and say, this is my mission. This is the goal for today. So in those nights that I mentioned earlier, those nights spent feeling alone and out of place, I just started praying for the Lord to reveal a mission, a goal for my semester, for my year, a focus that I can run my life through to be able to love this campus and to love my peers well. So that's what we're going to talk about in today's podcast. We're going to be talking about my mission for this next year, my year's verse, what each day I will wake up and pray for the Lord to give me strength to be able to accomplish. But before we get into that, let's hear a quick word from our sponsor. Now back to this week's episode. Okay, so flashback, I was feeling alone, it's my first week of college, I just moved out of the house, haven't met my people yet, feeling these intense feelings of being alone. So out of that place of just feeling out of place, literally out of place, and invisible, the whole nine yards was feeling it all. And let's face it, nobody enjoys feeling like that. And it wasn't a new feeling for me, honestly, when I was sitting in my bed just feeling really alone, it wasn't this feeling that I'd never experienced before, but it actually felt familiar. And it almost, it started just boiling up these insecurities that I have that I didn't even know that I had. So when I was feeling alone, you know, you start thinking thoughts like, well, maybe there's something wrong with me. Maybe I'm just not a good friend. Maybe I'm not good at making friends. Maybe there's something weird that I do that where people don't want to talk to me or don't want to get to know me. So I was just feeling all these really insecure things So I said, okay, you know what? I felt this way before and it's one of my least favorite feelings. Like honestly, probably is on my top five worst feelings list. Also on the list would be like feeling ashamed, guilty, scared, unloved, you know. So yeah, not the best feeling in the world, but I was just praying and reading my Bible and I thought, okay, is there something wrong with me? Am I doing this to myself? You know, maybe I wasn't walking up to everybody asking them to be my friend. Maybe that's what I needed to do, but that's uncomfortable for me. I don't just want to walk up to some random person on the street and be like, hi, do you want to be my best friend? Because I'm alone, you know? But (laughs) so I was thinking, okay, you know, honestly, I'm not going out of my way 
to meet friends. I'm almost just waiting for like the Lord to just drop a friend on me, you know? So I wouldn't say that I was doing everything in my power to make friends, but I was also, you know, not trying. I wasn't just having a mean face walking around campus on my phone the whole time. Like, you know, I was trying to make friends. So I was in all these thoughts. Obviously, I was thinking a lot of things, trying to focus on my Bible, but had these crazy thoughts going through my head. And I was stuck at this thought that, you know, I've probably made people feel the same exact feeling that I'm feeling right now. I'm sure there have been times in my own life when I've done things to make those people around me feel alone, left out, or secluded. And while that was never my goal, I'm honestly sure that I've done those things. And I'm, you know, the times when you see somebody walking alone or you see someone sitting alone at lunch and you don't say something and you don't go up to them and you don't at least acknowledge their existence, it feels like you're invisible. And I now understand that because I eat lunch in the cafeteria alone sometimes and I hate it and I just hate being alone and I feel like everyone's staring at me and all this stuff. So now I know what that feels like. And because I felt those feelings recently, I have this newfound light that I'm seeing it in like, oh crap, I've made people feel really, really bad. And I had no idea I was even doing it. So I kind of want to unpack this. Why is that? Why, having felt these feelings of loneliness before, do I still cause others to feel the same way? Why would I not say hi to somebody I've seen a few times, may not know their name, may not remember their name, may not, even people that I may have never seen before. Why don't I just say hi to them in order to maybe help them not feel so invisible? Because it's awkward? That's a, such a lame excuse, but that's what, I, that's what I tell myself. Even this morning, I was walking to the cafeteria and there was somebody standing there alone and I should have said, like, hi, good morning. It's a totally normal thing to do. It's not something crazy, but I was like, oh, no, it's just awkward. I don't know them. I don't want to say hi to them. But by me not saying hi to them, it's by me not acknowledging their existence, which is so hard to feel. And if I were to start viewing things in that way, I think I would start making a change. So this is what I was thinking. And just looking at the last 24 hours of my day, trying to pick the moments when I was focused on making other people feel loved, seen, and accepted, and heard. And honestly, in the last 24 hours, there haven't been a lot of those times. There haven't been a lot of times when I've gone out of my way to make somebody feel loved, to feel seen, to feel like they're not invisible, that they are loved, that they are worthy. And that really hit me. That hit me when I was crying on my bed and I said, oh gosh, what am I, like, what am I doing? I just get too focused on how alone I feel that I don't go out of my way to make sure that the girls around me aren't feeling the same feelings. I'm kind of going to rephrase that. I get so caught up and this first week of college, I got so caught up and how alone I was feeling, I victimized myself. I said, you know what? I don't need to be to be bold and to go out of my way and get out of my comfort zone to make people feel better because I don't feel good. Because I don't feel good. And when I say that now, reflecting on it, I see how selfish that is. How just completely opposite of what Jesus did that is. Because it doesn't matter if I feel accepted 
I should be able to make other people feel accepted even when the feeling's not reciprocated and even when I'm walking back to my dorm at night alone because I don't have friends yet. So that was the emotion that I was just struck with. I couldn't shake it. I was just like, oh God, what am I doing? What am I doing cooped up here when I'm sure there are other girls feeling these same feelings and I should be there loving them and encouraging them. So I, that just really, really hit me. And then I was like, okay, like I prayed and I said, Lord, just give me strength. Give me something here. Um, and I turned my Bible to Romans 9 and came upon Romans 9, 25 and 26. And you know that moment when you read the Bible and it's like, okay, there's no possible way that verse was ever there before. Because seriously, I had never, I don't think I've ever read Romans 9, 25 through 26 before. But I know I have because I've read through Romans before. But I'm telling you, something happened because, yeah, I had just never read this verse before or had never seen it in this light. So Romans 9, 25 through 26 says, I will call not my people, my people, and she who is unloved, beloved. And it will be in the place where they were told you are not my people, that they will be called sons of the living God. Let me read that again, slowly. (laughs) I will call not my people, my people, and she who is unloved, beloved. And it will be in the place where they were told you are not my people, that they will be called sons of the living God. Okay, boom, what? (laughs) Like, I don't know if that verse hits you as hard as it hit me, but let me just explain. Because that is the greatest thing that I have ever read, I think. And it boggled my mind to to read those words. Just the beauty of the Lord going to the very people that were told, you are not loved by God, and looking them straight in the eye, Jesus looking them straight in the eye and saying, you are my people and I love you. For God to go to the very place where the hurt happened, to go to the physical location of the hurt, to go to the physical location that they were told, you are not God's people. Where the wound was received and to address the problem head on. Gosh, when I read it, I seriously sat there and was just in awe of the God that we serve. And I mean, you tell me of another God or another being or another whatever, another higher power that would be so personable to every single person to be able to, one, identify the wound, two, know where the wound came from, and for God to be able to get in that moment, to get in that hurt and to say, you are loved and you are chosen and there is nothing wrong with you. And that's when I read that verse, that's what the Lord was saying to me. He was saying, I know that you feel alone, and I know that being cooped up in your dorm room crying is not helping you with that, but let me assure you, there is nothing wrong with you. You are loved. You are a gift. You are beautiful and wonderfully made. There is nothing wrong with you. You are my people. You are my person. You are my creation. So when I read that, I was like, okay, well, that just took away my loneliness feeling, and then I said, Okay, I need to do this for other people. So God's love chases us down. He's going into the very places where we were hurt, slandered, left out, left for nothing, and is literally reaching down and lifting us up. 
And this is true of my life. When fear left me unable to make progress, when fear kept me from speaking out, standing up, it was God who came to me in those very moments and spoke truth into the lies that the devil had pounded into my brain. It was God who brought me to tears because of how much he loved me and the moments when I felt the most unloved. God did that. And the crazy thing is that now, as Christians, as saved people, saved by God, we're called by his power, by his strength, through his ability to do the very same thing to those around us. And when we're able to build relationships with people, to then be able to speak into the hurt and into the pain and to deliver them this life-saving news about who God is and who they truly are, that is when we're doing what we were created to do. So when I was when I read that verse in Romans 9, that I will call not my people my people, that whole verse, it was not only this moment of God speaking to me, but I also was just stirred inside of me to want to do that for other people. I want to be able to tell people in the wounds, in the hurts, I want to be able to overcome those things and say, no, what they said about you is wrong. I want to be able to look at them and say, you're worth more than this. Your identity is not in this. I know everyone says that it is, but your identity is not in this. I want to be that person for people. And I truly believe that as Christians, we're called to be those people. And we're called to do what Jesus did in those verses, to get to know people, to love them in the mess and in the hurt. We have to be willing to get dirty for people. And what I mean by that is wounds are not pretty. Things that people have gone through that stick with them are not the prettiest things. Hurt is not pretty. And we have to be able to get into that. We have to be able to have the conversations about really terrible things or really hurtful things. And we have to be able to build relationships with people so that they feel vulnerable enough to share those things with us so that we can love them through it. And again, we have to get into relationships that are that that are just built on that foundation of trust. So we have to be loving people first. And this also means that not only do we have to be able to be able to and get willing to get dirty with people, but we also have to be open, vulnerable, and honest with people around us so that they can get dirty for us. Because the beautiful thing about fellowship is that both parties are active. So when you are hurting, I can come into your hurt and speak truth and speak love and speak the gospel over it. And then when I'm hurting, you get to do the same thing for me. So we can't just be Christians that are all about helping other people, but hold people at an arm's length whenever it's our problems. We have to reciprocate that. It's a double-way street. We have to allow people to get into the mess of our past, to get into the mess of our hearts in order to speak life into us as well. So my goal for the semester, my goal for this year, my verse for this year, my motto is Romans 25, 26. Romans 9, verses 25 and 26. I want to remind myself of the truth that God has told me, but I also want to be that for other people. So when I read that verse, it reminds me, one, that what God says about me is true. Two, that I want to do that for other people. And three, that it also reminds me that I have to get vulnerable and messy with people. I have to let them know how radically I love them because of Jesus, how accepted they are despite whatever they have done. And I also have to allow them to do the same for me. 
So that's my goal this year is to be along for the ride of walking into the hurt and into the brokenness and proclaiming the name of the Lord. So I also wanted to just, before we end this podcast, share this little story. I don't know if you guys have heard it. I heard it on a TV show, actually, and it's really cool. Um, And it just kind of relates to this idea of getting dirty for people and this idea of helping the people around us and going out of our way to help people around us. And it's the idea of literally jumping in to things that are difficult in order to lift people out of it. So this guy was walking down the street and he falls into a hole and the walls are so steep that he can't get out. A doctor passes by and the guy shouts up, hey, can you help me get out? The doctor writes a prescription, throws it down in the hole and moves on. Then a priest comes along and the guy shouts out, Father, I'm down in this hole. Can you please help me out? The priest writes a prayer, throws it down the hole and moves on. Then a friend walks by. Hey, Joe, it's me. Can you help me out? And the friend jumps in the hole. The guy says, are you stupid? Now we're both in the hole down here. What were you thinking? And the friend says, yeah, but I've been down here before and I know how to get out. So that story is basically saying that we can't just throw things down the hole for people and hope they get out. We can't just say things to them, hope that they figure it out, but we have to get in the hole with them because we all have been through hard stuff. We all have experienced hard things, and as believers, we literally know the way out. We know the way out, and we know the way that will keep them out of the hole, and we know the way that can literally save them. So as bearers of that good news and as bearers of that information, we have to be willing to jump in the hole with people because we know the way out and we are people that can save them, not because of what we've done. We're not saving people because we're great. We're delivering the life-saving news of Jesus Christ because he is great. He is the way that we're saved. So why would we not share that with the hurting people around us? We've all been down there before and luckily for us, We know the way out this time, and it's through surrendering to the Lord and accepting his love and grace and allowing him to take the leadership role in your life. So this week, guys, it's time to jump in the hole for people and to help them out. I know that this next week will be challenging for me because I still feel alone, but I'm not going to allow that to keep me from making sure that the people around me are feeling loved and accepted and valued. It's time to jump in the hole for people. It's time to get messy for people. And it's time to be Romans 9 verses 25 and 26 for the people around us. So God, we just thank you for this time. Thank you for this message that you revealed to me in my hurt and in my loneliness. Lord, I just ask that you'll give me the strength to love the people around me, even when I don't feel loved. Lord, to value the people around me, even when I don't feel valued. Lord, I trust that things will get better. Lord, I trust that you will be faithful in your promises to me, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, that you'll give me the strength to wait and the strength to have patience, Lord, for you to reveal your perfect, perfect will. Lord, I just pray for everyone listening to this podcast, Lord, that you will just overcome them with love, overcome them with feelings that they were created to do this good work, Lord. Please equip us, call us, send us out, and provide us with times and opportunities to be able to be love and to be Jesus to people. It's in your name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, I'll be back next week with another podcast. Have a wonderful week.